Hi there, welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Anchor FM, as well as uh, Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasting. Uh, I tell you, uh, it is great, uh, this technology that we have now. Uh, I think it's actually allowed the church uh, to reach more people than ever before, and I just think it's great. (laughs) Well, I've got... Uh, a special Easter message for you uh, today here on Sunshine USA. Uh, the message is titled, uh, Easter is Different This Year, or is it? <laughs> you know, uh, you have to admit, we're having to do Easter in many ways a lot different this year than in past years. I mean, uh, this year, for example, uh, many Easter services are being done online, and other Churches are choosing to have a drive-in service in the parking lot. And I know here in Greenville, South Carolina, my hometown, uh, many churches are, in fact, having drive-in services today because the weather forecast here in Greenville, South Carolina for tomorrow is not too good. Looks like we're going to have a lot of rain, maybe thunderstorms, possibly even a tornado or two thrown in. So uh, many churches today are doing their Easter services in the parking lot today as opposed to tomorrow. Uh, And like I say, other churches are doing it online. So in in so many ways, uh, we're having to do Easter so much differently this year than we've done it in the past. And I remember um, about three or four years ago, back in 2016, I had to celebrate Easter in the hospital. Uh, I had open-heart surgery. I was having five bypasses done, and I was operated on on a good Friday, and I was in the cardiac ICU unit up until Monday, the day after Easter. So I can tell you right now, (laughs) uh, Easter of 2016 for me was way different because I have no memory of it. (laughs) I have no memory of Good Friday or Easter Sunday, I don't have any memory coming back until Monday, the day after Easter. But, you know, in spite of the fact that we're having to do Easter a lot differently this year than what we've done in past years, in many ways, it's not so different after all, because the message of Easter is the same. And that is the fact that Jesus was on the cross He died for your sins, he died for my sins, and he died for the sins of everybody in the whole wide world. And then on the third day, he rose again. Um, One of the most popular sites in the Holy Land, and very understandably so, it's the empty tomb. People love going to see the empty tomb. And I think about the big stone that at one time was rolled in front of that tomb, and it was sealed with a Roman seal. And the Roman government sealed it so that it would have been impossible for anybody to move that stone, and they had all kinds of Roman soldiers guarding the place. And so from a human perspective, nobody could have gotten in or out of that tomb. And yet we find on Easter Sunday morning 
the stone was rolled away, and the tomb was empty. But think about this for a moment. The stone was not rolled away so that Jesus could get out. The stone was rolled away so that we could go inside that empty tomb and see for ourselves that indeed and in fact the tomb was empty. Jesus had risen just as he said. And you see, because of that empty tomb, you and I know that this life is not all there is. One of these days, either we're going to die or Christ is going to come back in the rapture. And either way, life as we know it, on this earth, it will be over with. And then we as Christians can look forward to spending all eternity with the Lord. And we can do that because of Easter. But like I say, you know, that first Easter, if Christ had died on the cross and there had been no resurrection, then the cross would have been the greatest failure that there ever was. But the cross was a success story because of the empty tomb. And I want you to notice something else. Look at the disciples. The only disciple near Jesus when he was there on the cross, was uh, none other than John. John is also referred to by many as the beloved disciple. And of course, we know that Jesus, before he died on the cross, he gave instructions to John to take care of his mother. You see, Jesus being the firstborn son in his family, as a Jewish man, he would have inherited the legal responsibility of taking care of his mother. And he did that by appointing John to be the one in charge of taking care of his mother after he died. But now the other disciples, where were they? You see, they followed Christ at a guilty distance. We know, for example, that Peter denied Christ. We know that Judas betrayed Christ. And the other disciples were nowhere to be found. In fact, at first, we're told that uh, James, the half-brother of Jesus, he was not, at this point, a believer. It wasn't until a little bit later that he became a believer. And many people believe that's why John, as opposed to James, Jesus' half-brother, was chosen to take care of his mother. But the important thing is that the resurrection is real. And because of the resurrection, the disciples, which were a bunch of scaredy cats hiding all over the place, after the resurrection, the disciples really got on fire for God. And they really started doing great and wonderful things for God telling a lost and dying world about Jesus Christ. And you and I can find that our lives can be different too because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we as Christians know that we have eternal life. Life that does not end one of these days when we die, but it's life that in many ways will just be beginning when we die. In fact, I told someone the other day 
that if you ever get a news report that says Warren Landis is dead, don't you dare believe that. <laughs> because it won't be true. Because you see, at that point, I will be more alive than I've ever been. But it's all because of the resurrection. It's all because of the resurrection. I uh, listened for a few moments before I went on the air with this particular podcast. I, went, I, I listened to the song by an old contemporary Christian music group called The Second Chapter of Acts. And they have a very beautiful rendition of the song uh, called The Easter Song. And I can remember I used to play that song all the time on the radio. The Easter song by the second chapter of Acts. Now, there is also a version of that song by the late, great Keith Green. I, I, I play his version of that song a lot, too. And I played it a lot on the radio in New Orleans back in the 1980s. And one of the things I like about that song is the fact it points us to the empty tomb. And it points us to... Um, the difference that the empty tomb made. Uh, not too many years ago, uh, Josh McDowell wrote a couple of books. His first book was titled Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And then later on, he wrote another book. It was actually a sequel called More Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And the way Josh McDowell puts it, there is overwhelming evidence concerning the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. And without trying to reiterate the whole sermon here, I, I could tell you that the gist of his books was that if it were possible, the Roman government would have had a very valid reason for wanting to prove that Jesus was dead. Because you see, the Roman government saw Christianity as a rising threat to the Roman Empire. And if they could prove that there was no resurrection, if they could prove that Jesus was crucified on the cross and he was dead and he stayed dead, the Roman government would have had a vested interest in promoting that story. But they couldn't say that story because it wasn't true. Christ, just three days after he was crucified on the cross, he rose again. The tomb became empty. <laughs> and you know, of all the people that have ever been buried, Jesus was the only person who was placed only temporarily in a grave. After three days, he didn't even need it anymore. In fact, he was buried in a borrowed tomb, a tomb that belonged to Joseph. And he only needed it for three days. And then he rose again. <laughs> How neat is that? Now think about it also. Many of the Jewish religious leaders, if they could have gotten their hands on the dead body of Jesus, they would have paraded that dead body everywhere as part of, of their argument that Jesus was not who he claimed to be. But the Jewish religious leaders, they couldn't do that. 
Because you see, Christ was risen. And not only was Christ risen, there was no crucified body remaining. When they looked inside that empty tomb that first Easter, they didn't see the dead body of Jesus. They saw there was no body there at all. Oh, there was some grave clothes there that had obviously been worn. But there was no body of Jesus. Jesus was gone. The tomb was empty. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, because of that empty tomb, you and I can celebrate the same message of Easter that we've always celebrated. Like I say, you know, we might be um, celebrating Easter a little bit different this year. From the kids' perspective, we're not able to do the Easter egg hunts that we've done in the past because of social distancing. (laughs) But I can tell you one thing, folks. There's going to be no social distancing in heaven. There's going to be no COVID-19 in heaven. Amen. One of these days, we're going to go to heaven, and we're going to have brand new bodies. I get excited about that. This old body that I got right now, (laughs) I tell you, it becomes more dilapidated every day. It becomes more worn out every single day. I mean, I kid you not. I have aches and pains. Sometimes I have trouble breathing. And uh, I'm just a mess. I can't see as good as I used to. I can't hear as good as I used to. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Let me tell you something. One of these days, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to move into my heavenly mansion. And I'm going to have a whole brand new body. Amen. My voice is not going to be crackling the way it is now. I'm going to have a new voice, a new mouth. (laughs) I tell you, there's going to be no allergies in heaven. There's going to be no tree pollen in heaven. Amen. I just get excited thinking about it. But I wouldn't have anything to be excited about if it weren't for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was the greatest event to ever happen. Now, you know, I know that 20, 30 years from now, those of us that are still alive, (laughs) I don't know if I'll be still alive on this earth in my current body 20 or 30 years from now. I don't know. But some of you that are young, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you're still going to be alive. And you're going to look back on the Easter of 2020. And you're going to be thinking to yourself, you know, (laughs) that was a weird Easter. We didn't have any Easter egg hunts. We couldn't go to church. We couldn't have Easter sunrise services. But, you know, people still found a way to worship. Amen. They worshiped online. They worshiped in the parking lot sitting in their cars. Boy, I tell you, it was just an amazing time. That's what people are going to be thinking about. And because of that, people will remember this Easter probably more than they will remember any other Easter. And and you know, uh, one of the things I get encouraged about, 
many of you know I've been doing internet ministry for a long time. I've been doing Sunshine USA on internet radio for a long time now, since 2012. But even before that, even before that, I uh, was witnessing for the Lord on Facebook and other uh, entities on the internet like uh, uh, Twitter. (laughs) And I'm just amazed at all this modern technology that gives us as a church the ability to reach out to a lost and dying world. You know, just a few weeks ago before this COVID-19 crisis got underway, churches uh, in many cases knew nothing about the internet. Some churches had an internet ministry, but it was a sideline ministry. And now the internet ministry has become mainstream. And I was telling a pastor the other day, you know, I hope some of the things we're doing now, we never quit doing. Now, obviously, I mean, I look forward to the day when we won't have to be sheltered in place anymore. I look forward to the day when we could go to church just like we used to. But I hope that we'll take this Internet technology that we're, that we're learning how to use now and we'll keep on using it till Jesus comes back to this earth. Um, this morning I had such a great blessing. I actually live across the street from San Jose Church here in Greenville, South Carolina on Old Buncombe Road. And I live directly across the street from the church. And under the advice of my doctor, I did not go to the drive-in service This morning, my doctor felt like it would be too risky. I would be taking too great a chance to do that. And so I didn't go. But because I live across the street, I tuned to 106.5 FM on my radio. And I was able to listen to the parking lot service of San Susie Church. And I was so excited. I mean, when I saw... A huge, big parking lot filled with cars and people attentively listening. And of course, you know, Old Buncombe Road during the daytime, it can be fairly busy and and cars were driving up and down the road and many of them would slow down as they came to San Susie Church. To hear the Easter message being preached by senior pastor Lenny Miller, a great message about Jesus and the resurrection and the difference that it made. (laughs) As Lenny Miller put it in the message, the resurrection changes everything. Because you see, the resurrection means Jesus was not simply a great guy that lived long ago. He wasn't even a great Bible teacher. He was and is the risen Savior. Because of the resurrection, we don't serve and worship a dead God. We serve and worship a risen Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) You know, I've actually had people wonder if I'm Baptist or Pentecostal. I'm Baptist, but I tell you, folks, I don't mind openly praising the Lord. I don't mind shouting. And if my lungs would let me, I'd probably 
run around some pews. Amen. <laughs> when I think about the resurrection, folks, I tell you, I get excited. But let me ask you this. How are you going to respond to that first Easter? If you died right now, where would you spend eternity? Would you go to that wonderful place that the Bible calls heaven? Or would you have to spend eternity in a terrible, awful place that the Bible calls hell? Well, the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go to hell. And if you don't know for sure, you can know for sure. I'm going to pray a prayer right now, and if you'll pray this prayer, or a prayer similar to it, God will save you. He will give you a brand new life. And the wonderful thing about it is, it's totally free. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to do anything to earn it. Because you see, salvation is by grace through faith. Just pray after me. Dear Lord, I ask you right now to come into my heart. Lord, I ask you right now to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I admit, even at my best, I'm a sinner. Lord, I've messed up. I've screwed up. And Lord, I want you to forgive me. And now, Lord, I thank you for saving me. And now that I'm saved, Lord, I pray that, number one, I will have a desire to grow in your word. And number two, Lord, I pray that you'll help me to live like I'm saved and to tell others what you've just done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Like I say, ladies and gentlemen, if you pray that prayer right now or a prayer to, similar to it, let me assure you that God has given you eternal life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. John three sixteen, One of the most familiar verses in all of the Bible. Most people have memorized this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him, that is Jesus, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I love the next verse too, John three seventeen. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. <laughs> I tell you folks, Christ didn't die on the cross and rise from the dead to condemn you. He did it to save you. He did it to give you eternal life a brand new life that you can know about and talk about. My email address is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. It's all one word, all lowercase, warrenlandis at yahoo.com. And if, as a result of this podcast, you have prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you, I hope that you will go ahead and send me an email. And then I'll, in turn, uh, send you some information about how you could grow in the Word. And, of course, Sunshine USA, on all of its platforms, will teach you the Word of God and help you to grow in your knowledge of the Word of God. And we'll help you find a church where you can get plugged in, a church where you can learn the Word of God and even have an opportunity to serve the Lord. Well, folks, I tell you, I hope that you have enjoyed this very special broadcast of Sunshine USA. 
I just wanted to take time on this weekend to share with you the fact that even though we're having to celebrate Easter a lot different this year, the important thing is that the message of Easter is just the same this year as it's always been. And that is the fact that God loves you so much. He wants to give you a brand new life, a life that is so much more wonderful than you could ever imagine. Folks, all I have time to do right now is say goodbye. God bless you, and I'll see you again next time on Sunshine USA.